Chapter 5, Parts 4 through 7 of Dress Design, An Account of Costume for Artists and Dressmakers by Talbot Hughes. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Libby Gone. Dress Design, An Account of Costume for Artists and Dressmakers by Talbot Hughes. Chapter 5, Parts 4 through 7. Chapter 5, Part 4, 16th Century, The Reigns of Edward VI and Mary, Female. In the reign of Edward VI, which was so short, as also in that of Mary, there was little time to form a real character. These reigns form developing links to the Elizabethan era, so I have taken them in one chapter. With Edward VI, the same shaped cap is seen as that of Henry VIII, and with Mary's accession, the headdress is curved to the head in a like manner, but it now became more of a hat form and took a brim curved in on the brow. This was often worn over a little tight curved cap, or shown with the hair waved out to the sides, often netted with gold and pearls. A fall of velvet, silk, or veiling was still retained till the very high ruff or collar came in the Elizabethan days. A small crowned hat with a brooch and feather in front, and a full gathered crown came in before Elizabeth's time, when we see many eccentric shapes, such as the tall hat with a feather at the side, and the witch-like hats towards the end of her reign. The bodice, which became longer in the first reign, still retained the full belled oversleeve, or the full puffed sleeve to the end of Mary's reign. Also, the same square neck shape with a curved-up front, now often filled with silk quilted with pearls up to the neck. High-neck dresses set with a small ruff became general in Mary's reign. We also find a tight sleeve gathered in a circular puff at the shoulder, or set in a rolled epaulet. The same shaped skirt of the hooped bell form, sometimes very pleated in Mary's reign, or divided in front to show the underskirt as described under Henry VIII, was worn. The short square shape and the heavy round shoe is seen in Mary's reign, but fashion then preferred a rather pointed oval shoe, well up the instep, with higher sides, decorated with characteristic slashing. Gloves are seen in many portraits up to this period, but of a plain make minus embroidery, and a circular fan of feathers was carried. Part five, sixteenth century, the reigns of Edward the Sixth and Mary, male. With Edward the Sixth and Mary, a more refined and sober type of style set in. The hair was now worn short and combed backwards. The flat hat of the earlier shapes lasted to Elizabeth's reign, becoming smaller in width, with a turned-down curved brim and a fuller crown encircled with a gold band, or set with a feather worn at the right-hand side. A small tight-fitting round hat with a rolled brim and feather in front is also of this later mode. Through these reigns, a small square turned-over collar or a very small ruff set on a high collar came into use, which increased to a larger ruff in Mary's reign. A small ruff was also worn at the wrist, and many of these were edged with black-stitched designs. The heavy puffed sleeves became tight and started from the small epaulet or a puffed roll, some of these had a small cuff at the wrist or a frill. Braided designs became very elaborate on a close-fitting, padded, and round-shaped jerkin with a short skirt, which appeared in the first reign, and the skirt was often long enough to fasten just under the codpiece. Short trunks, at times worn halfway down the thigh, were slashed, banded, and puffed for decoration. No party colour was now worn or striped effects on the tights, except amongst the soldiers in the reign of Mary. Short capes, the length of the trunks of a plain, round form, 
sloping from the shoulders or a square type with a high square collar and loose sleeves are seen a tunic also of the earlier character with a v-shaped collar and a full sleeve comes into this reign and we note the earlier types of shoes mingling with the newer pointed oval-shaped shoe which now continued for the remainder of this century in mary's reign the round-shaped doublet began to protrude from the breast to a waist in a round form with slightly longer skirts or small tabs while the trunks assumed large circular proportions and were sometimes set on knee-tight breeches the capes remained about the same part sixth sixteenth century elizabeth female the costly splendour of attire is well known in elizabeth's reign which began with the same form of hair and headdress as with mary the hat being set rather higher on the hair ruffs which were imported already starched from holland assumed larger proportions and complications when the methods of starching became known in england about fifteen sixty four stowe describes ruffs growing to a quarter of a yard deep these were no doubt supported by piccolillos though they are not actually mentioned till after sixteen hundred but they surely came with the fan-shaped structures of these later days white red blue or purple colours were used in the starching and yellow in the latter days of this century the introduction of this curved fan-like collar setting became a grand and complicated feature right into the seventeenth century makeup became very apparent on the faces at this time for bishop hall censured the fashion in a choice sermon saying hear this ye plaster-faced jezebels god will one day wash them with fire and brimstone the bodices grew very long and pointed in the waist the neck setting being mostly treated in the same v shape even open down to the waist point was filled with a decorated stomacher and the deep oval-shaped neck was seen at the end of the reign an outer open sleeve was now favoured caught in front of the elbow and hanging to the knee over a fairly tight undersleeve with a turned-back lace cuff or ruffle with this came the high-set fan ruff on its wooden support at the back of the neck and consequently a higher coiffure the same character of skirt continued as in the earlier reigns on hoops at the lower part but they became much fuller and rounder at the hips till about fifteen ninety when the full pleated skirt was supported on a farthingale or hoop which was set with a gathered circle in the same goffered design as the ruffs at the edge these reached their extreme dimensions at the end of this reign when the sleeves also assumed a full padded shape and large epaulets also came in an overdress with a full pleated back like the watteau dress was in fashion from the middle of this reign and we are lucky to possess some specimens in the victoria and albert museum of which i am able to give the dimensions small looking-glasses were carried and were also inset on the round feather fans perfumed gloves elaborately embroidered were introduced during this reign silk stockings were worn by elizabeth for the first time in fifteen sixty and worsted stockings were made in england in fifteen sixty four corsets of pierced steel are seen in france from the late sixteenth and seventeenth century and may have been in use here though wood cane and whalebone were the chief supports shoes became narrow and even pointed while the heel began to increase to considerable heights the buskins of queen elizabeth now at oxford are raised to three inches in height by the aid of a thick sole and shoes a and b figure sixty one are also reported to have belonged to her chopins for heightening the stature were in use on the continent but i believe did not appear here but very thick corked soles and high heels were introduced for this purpose 
Part 7. 16th century. Elizabeth. Male. In this reign, a very neat, small pointed beard was the fashion, the hair being brushed up as high as possible and often fulled out at the sides, and a chic appearance was sought after. A stiff, belled top hat with an egret at the right side made its first appearance with a curved brim. Also one of the tapered shape with a smallish round brim, and another very small round hat with a curved brim, a clasp and feather being mostly worn on the front of each. The brims of all these hats began to enlarge at the end of the century when the very high-crowned wide-brimmed hat made its appearance, sometimes with a peaked top, and beaver is first mentioned in their make. Large circular ruffs became all the rage besides the small turned-over collar. The round doublet with protruding front became tighter at the waist, the protuberance taking a punch-like pointed form, curving almost between the legs and sloping sharply up the hips to the back. This was set with a very short tab or tabs on padded breeches tightening to the knee, which usually had very small trunks on the upper part, and large stuffed trunk hose also appeared. The stockings were brought over these in a roll above the knee. Up to this time, tights were made of wool, worsted, fine cloth, frieze, and canvas. The slashings, pleating, and gatherings of the period were of a much neater character, and punched patterns and prick materials came into use. Close-fitting high boots, generally with serrated tops and thick soles curving into a short heel, are features of this time. The shoe had a long front decorated with slashings, often caught with jewels, and an oval toe which became almost pointed in the last years of this century. A short top boot rising to the calf was also in use, mostly with a little fur edge at the top, and these were often pricked with patterns. End of chapter 5, parts 4 through 7